0: Hello, everyone. The pre-show, where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. It's just a bunch of comic quick hits. So many news. Man, I had 30 or 40 bookmarks, and I got like eight of them. So many. Oh, good job whittling so it down. Yeah, yeah lists some news hits. Uh, we do have a bit of news about Diamond and GameStop, which I think is interesting. Uh, She-Hulk and Food News. Then it's Comic Reviews Comics. I don't know, man. I don't know. Comics were just okay this week. I was like, I didn't read anything, like, bad. But yeah, like... I didn't like, read anything that, like, oh, wow, you know, you have to read this. As it was
1: like a bunch of, like, solid Bs. Yeah. Like, A-range. Sure. Like, nothing sure. really, like, knocked my socks off this week. Yeah. But
0: a, a, a very
1: good week movies. overall, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I went, I went to go see Bullet Train, which was a lot of fun. Okay, okay. We'll like, talk it, about it. it. Yeah, and I also went to go see Dragon Ball Super Superhero, oh which is God. a nerdy thing, but not the type of nerdy thing we talk about.
0: I have no idea what that even is.
1: You, you're you a little too old, I guess, to really I catch on to good. Dragon Ball Z yeah. when it came out. I a Dragon Ball Z was like the definitive show in a lot of ways for people yeah. who grew up in my generation. Yeah,
0: Andy, was, in. what's up, dude? It
1: was the Thank gateway you. to anime and to a whole genre of nerd culture, you know? The weeb, a specific kind of nerd, you know? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, but no other news. Again, it's such a big week, it's hard to know what actually to grab onto, but I think we got some good stuff. We'll see. And then comics. Again. So let's fuck it. Let's do it. Let's get into the Sick of waiting around. Mm-hmm. Channel showed up this week. Somebody wake up, hick. Fucking eggs. Fucking eggs sleeping in the drops. Cool as the other side of the pillow.
1: You know, it's like. I don't know if there's really a rivalry between like the Alien franchise and the Predator franchise, but the Alien franchise is getting its ass kicked
0: right now by the Predator franchise. Right? Uh, anything, fan. Greetings, Key! Another of uh, this Geek of Comics, our Geek Comic Book Shit Talk Show. Shit
1: Talk Show.
0: It's Gomer and Taylor time. Uh, yeah, we got some news, got some reviews. But first, I didn't do anything this week, literally. I've been watching Breaking Bad. You ever heard of the show Breaking Bad? It's um, often called
1: the best show of the generation, yeah.
0: It's pretty good. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> really good. Uh, I mean, it's Sopranos just with regular people. but uh, well, I mean, It's good. It's chaos drama. It definitely owes a lot drama. to Sopranos.
1: And like you know, yeah. those are both very high quality shows, and I feel like there's a there's different elements of both.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Well, for it, sure. the crux of both of them is like the psychological turmoil of being a crime boss, but you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's
1: there's enough different about them that I wanted. You know, I don't feel the need to compare them.
0: But it just you know, it's one of those shows. You know. Yeah. You miss them. You miss them.
1: Yeah, yeah it's one of those shows that's good to go
0: back to. Yeah. Now that Better Call Saul is. Is done. I think I can just get all of it in, you know. So, well, it's yep. like season four, it's it's good, it's cool, it's fun. Uh, Taylor, what did you do? You watched a movie, Bullet Train, like a Bullet action train? comedy heist Bullet
1: of- Train is an action comedy. If um, you ever saw like Smoke and Aces,
0: oh yeah, or,
1: like something yeah. like that, it kind of has like that energy. Where like it's a lot of like over the top, very stylized action. They do that very well. There's also cool. like this like Rube Goldberg machine of like you know conspiracy to it like all these okay. people like crossing paths it's like oh it's less of a coincidence than it seems and like uh it was a lot of fun it was i thought everybody did a really good job brad pitt did good as the uh always good yeah kind of i don't want to say like stoner because he wasn't actually a stoner but the kind of like yeah. the laid back like mom nice. related guy but like uh yeah. uh aaron taylor johnson and uh brian tyree henry were really fun it's like these uh like Assassin Brothers, but... Cool. Uh, yeah, it was really good, top to finish. Um, I would definitely recommend that. Um, and
0: then you saw some DBZZ Hero DR Oh, no, we're
1: on the Dragon Ball Super now.
0: Oh, my bad. It's not Z, no Z.
1: Not Z anymore. There's Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, and then there's Dragon Ball GT, but no one gives a shit about that. That was bad. Wow. Okay. But anyway, um, I will say, though, this is something that I think... If you did not see the show, like you, Gomer, I would not recommend going to see it. You wouldn't Absolutely. get a lot out of it.
0: Okay. Okay. The
1: action's, I think, pretty fun to follow. There's, like, some fun jokes they throw in there, but this one is it definitely is. for people who are fans. like are fans of the franchise. Yeah. And as approaching it from that, it's great. There's all sorts of, like, winks and nods at the audiences. They're seeing, like, recapture. It's not, like, just shamelessly, like, exploiting nostalgia, but okay. it definitely, like... Your nostalgia enhances a lot of the moments. Oh,
0: okay. Um,
1: okay. I would. Well, there like, you
0: go, DB Super. Yeah, I
1: hope that people like Andy, who like Dragon Ball, see might get something out of it. Um, yeah. I would definitely hold hard. Wholeheartedly... Like in theaters, it's not. It like a is, yeah. Role thing? It is in theaters. Wow. Um, they usually release the uh, anime movies into theaters, like to be like My Hero Academia and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, anime is the big deal. Not, yeah, it's not just like some subset of fans anymore. It's, it's yeah. big.
0: It's a big deal, dude. Like manga. Yeah. We sound like old men. Let's do the news. Back in my day, we had Voltron. We were happy, damn it. We're happy with Voltron. Limited in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm sure it's limited everywhere, dude. Theaters fucking suck right now, anyway. Uh, But anyway, yeah, uh, a lot of news. Really, it's just a bunch of comic quick hits, and we're going to get through all those and then on to the reviews. Uh, But first, Diamond versus GameStop. Uh, News is breaking that Diamond, the distributor of comics, collectibles, action figures, blah, 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 they had a deal with GameStop, and Diamond is suing them for $2.8 million for items that it claims GameStop ordered and then tried to cancel. Okay. So there you go, and it's kind of funny because both of these companies have been shit as of yeah. One. I mean,
1: this is like this is like one of those like there's no heroes here type of yeah, conflict. dude.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, GameStop had four hundred like closed stores, you know, back just a couple of years ago. Diamond has lost Marvel exclusivity, DC exclusivity. You know, they've lost it all. Um. They're really leaning hard into their You know, action figure and collectibles lines, but... Both
1: of these are business models that have been really hurt in the digital age. Especially GameStop, I would say.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like these two people struggling for the same life preserver, you know, in a... Yeah, but
1: they're also, like, both assholes kind of struggling for the same life preserver. We don't want to lay it on too thick. I mean... Yeah. I don't, like... (sighs) It's like we're beating
0: them when they're down, but they're beating each other when the other one's down. So, these like, are t- Yeah, these who are, are, just, are we rooting for? These you know?
1: are two businesses where, like, we have, a lo- we in particular have a lot of interaction with these businesses. Yeah. And most of the memorable moments are when they're doing something bad. <laughs> like, it's Diamond, terrible. like, shorting orders and GameStop, like, being real stingy with trade-ins, you know, all Exactly, just-
0: dude. They're like the Comcast of, of box store distribution. maybe not that
1: bad but yeah it's it's hard for me to it's hard for me to feel empathy for either side of this conflict you know
0: i doubt we hear any more on that that'll get settled it'll be silent settled and we'll never hear another word about it uh but yeah it's just funny to me i thought it was a funny story uh sos has been teased another little quick hit uh this is an x-men thing that has been teased for 2023 sos that's all we got. This is literally all we got. We'll know more next week. Okay. Like, we don't even know, like, the creative team or anything? We have nothing. Yeah, right. literally rooting for neither. Me too, Andy. Yeah. There's no there's no good guys there, so. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, well, I guess we'll have to see how Axe plays out. Uh, I'm hoping it's Apocalypse. We got an APOC angle.
1: That'd be kind of cool. I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying to, like, run through, like, are there any, like, X teams that have, like, S in the title and try to, like, yeah. see oh. if that stands for anything, but i don't know but it'd be cool to get back to apocalypse it's been a it's been a minute since ten of swords
0: been a minute uh kid omega's dead maybe it's omega i mean maybe there's something there dude kid
1: omega gets killed like every fucking issue
0: i know but it's like he's (laughs) really dead now like they can't find his backup or some shit now so
1: oh i missed that
0: yeah we'll have more on sos uh next week because they're going to announce it next week uh and then just a shit ton of of one shots uh marvel first invincible iron man coming back redoing it uh Christopher Cantwell's been on it right now. It's been a really weird sort of spacey. I don't know. He's yeah, he's been with like Korvac and stuff. Man, yeah, I hate Korvac so much.
1: Korvac is he sucks. Korvac is an idea that I think gets too much love from the writers.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but it's gonna be uh, Gary Duggan and Juan for Gary Take it. Okay, off. well, that's
1: that's definitely piqued my interest then. Yeah. Um, so, Gary Duggan's doing good stuff over in the X corner.
0: Oh, definitely. So. Uh, it's going to end with Iron Man number seven hundred and fifty, which is a milestone issue, of course. Sixty-year history of Iron Man. Uh, they're, he's going to dig up some classic armors, confronting old wounds to overcome a devastating defeat at the hands of a Marvel villain who's been making big waves throughout the Marvel universe recently. That's really all we know right now. Uh, I, I, from what I hear, there's going to be like a hit put out on Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got faith in the creative team. So that's good, creative
1: team. You know. I like reading Iron Man when he's in a good, you know, good series. You know, like, uh, Invincible yeah. Iron Man was the name of Matt Fraction series. You know, that was it, was,
0: it was good. That was probably the last time Iron Man
1: was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was good. Well, I don't know. He was all right. Well, no. I mean, not
1: to say that there haven't been some good runs since. Like, Kieran Gillan did some decent stuff with the character yeah. for a while, but, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Gary Dugan, um, Iron Man's one of those characters where when they launch a new book, like, I'm on the fence about whether or not I'm going to try it, but this is a good creative team, so I think I'll give it a few issues.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm definitely on board, 100%. Uh, another one I'm on, New Fantastic Four Creative Team. Oh, yeah, I was really
1: excited to see this.
0: Yeah, Ryan North, uh, Ivan Coella. I mean, every time Ryan North
1: releases a new book, I'm all over his nuts, you know?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. He's great. He did Squirrel Girl, which is probably his most notable work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um,. To launch the new era of Fantastic Four, North and Cabela have landed the team, or at least a member or two, in a world of trouble. Something's gone terribly wrong in New York, sending The Thing and his wife, Alicia, traveling across America to, to escape it. But When they stop in a small town for the night, they wake up the morning before they arrived, and they find themselves caught in a time loop that's been going on since before they were born. So, I guess the first issue, possibly the first arc, is going to be The Thing and Alicia do Groundhog Day? Okay. Yeah, I think so too, Andy. Andy is psyched for uh, Ryan North being on the Fantastic Four well, as well. North,
1: I think, is a good fit for this book because he knows how to write like these interpersonal relationships that are wholesome. Like he wrote that uh, that Power Pack book, and so he yeah. had a, he really captured a family dynamic with this. And yeah, I think that's right up the FF's alley, you know.
0: Yeah. So in this Reckoning War, that's just wrapping up. That's going to be the end of slots run on the book. It's like saving the multiverse, huge cosmic epic. North sort of going the other direction. You know, self-contained stories. Yeah. He described it as 60s Star Trek, where they go down to a planet, find a weird thing, fix the weird thing, and then move on.
1: I love uh, that idea.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting take to, um, I don't know, a bunch of characters that I, it's got to be hard for writers to come up with something to fucking do. Yeah. Theme? They've been around for 80 years or whatever. Yeah, know? I mean, they are uh, Marvel's first family and all that. Yeah
1: but uh yeah i mean alex
0: ross cover obviously beautiful yeah alex ross cover.
1: he's doing that new uh coloring style that he's going with there. yeah
0: he's going with that that he went for with his uh creator own book kind of creator own book he, he's doing it himself but there's also going to be a frank miller cover it's an ugly cover it's disgusting i hate it um but it's well it is very frank miller yeah but his first work at marvel in over 30 years so
1: oh wow yeah, yeah. That, i guess that's right
0: huh. yeah so the first issue is Ben Grimm and Alicia. Issue two is going to focus on Reed and Sue. Issue three pivots to Johnny, but then don't worry—the series will bring them all back together before long. So well, that's good. Yeah, I think that's a fun yeah. way to do it, man.
1: Fantastic Four, like they—they, you can have these big, like, cosmic adventures, and they—that's absolutely appropriate. The for them. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's nice to kind of get the change up because they also work really well, arguably better. When you're focusing on like the more personal stories, because yes. you know they are yes. a family.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, that's all from Marvel. They had some other stuff like I don't know. I don't even want to talk about it. They had a bunch of weird shit. We'll talk about it as it comes out. Moving on to DC, there is a new Batman book. How many? are like 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 nine or eight, eight or nine dozen. <laughs> um, Batman and Joker team up in Deadly Duo by Mark Silvestri. So that's a big deal. Oh, is he
1: uh, soloing the book? Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: so, I mean, he's one of the legendary creators in comics. Oh,
1: yeah. Unimpeachable as an artist. I don't think I've ever heard of him writing a book before, though. Uh,
0: well, he's definitely written I'm sure he has,
1: but I just can't think of anything.
0: Yeah. But a uh, lot of variant covers for this. Uh, basically, Harley has been is in danger and joker asks for help from batman and of course he gets it there you go that's it that's the story that's well
1: that's one of those things where like (laughs) you hear it and it's like has no one ever had like a joker batman team up before it seems odd that no one's done that before like in the i like that cover a lot i will say yeah
0: i like that cover too i think that's a uh, cover to issue or yeah an issue two cover Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did get some interior, some of that beautiful Silvestri line work. Just love it so much. We only got a few pages, but yeah, looks nice. It looks really nice. That is coming out in November. There's going to be all kinds of freaking signed ratio variants. Yeah, I'm sure
1: that'll be a big spec. Oh,
0: it's going to be huge shit. Okay. Uh, all right, now we get on.
1: That's to- a maybe for me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I really, really like Mark Silvestri's work, but yeah. it's just another Batman story, and him teaming up with the Joker seems like, okay, that might be alright, but then well, I'm like, well, is it really, though? That's
1: one of those things where, like, I'm not saying it will be, but it sound, it's one of those things that could easily just turn out to be a gimmick.
0: Yeah, and I'm just not sure about it, dude. I am, yeah, yeah, I'm way on the fence, but... Uh, I mean, Silvestri's work is so beautiful. I'm oh, yeah. I
1: mean, if you were just getting this book for the art, you'd probably still, you know, have a good time. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, we'll see.
0: Yeah, again, we'll see. Moving on, Jeff John's getting a bunch of work. Uh, JSA is coming back. All these titles spinning out of Flashpoint Beyond. Uh, DC has announced three titles from Jeff John's a new one shot called The New Golden Age Number One a limited series called stargirl the lost children and a new JSA ongoing we knew it was coming I, w- I kind of wish it would not have been Jeff Johns but
1: he's done good work with the JSA before I know <laughs> and honestly the JSA probably isn't going to get a lot of circulation unless they attach like a big name to it like that yeah it's just one of those books that like seems to have as his- well, it's never going to be like big like the Justice League is big. That being said, I fucking love
0: the JSA. Me too, dude. Me too. Great Allred cover for one of the books there. I'm not even sure what's that, what that's the cover of. Uh, but the new Golden Age will feature art by Steve Lieber, Jerry Ordway, Diego Orletegu, Uh Michael Janin's doing covers, Frank's doing a cover, Todd Naouk, Michael Allred. Um, that goes on sale November 8th, and it's uh, launching a new group of titles. Um, Like, the entire timeline of the DC Universe is at risk, and somehow characters Mime and Marionette are connected. That sounds so dumb to me. This is just the new Golden Age, number one. Um, Moving on. Stargirl, The Lost Children, a six-issue series. Teenage heroes from the Golden Age are disappearing. As discovered by Stargirl and Red Arrow, these heroes are apparently being targeted by the disturbingly named Childminder. Childminder. That sounds so stupid. Yeah, he did. He, he created Stargirl. So I'm okay with him, you know, doing a Stargirl, for sure. You know, that's his baby, you know. But I would much rather see someone else on a JSA book. And thanks for stopping by, Leroy. Definitely check out his show later tonight on this Facebook channel. We'll talk about that later, for sure. Um, but uh, the newly, where, where's the hell the JSA? All right. The new golden age part one. will see the long lost JSA hero enter the contemporary DCU with a dire warning about a mysterious enemy invading the team's history, but it's seemingly too late to do anything about it. Or is it a new JSA? So that's going to be November 22nd. So there you go. A triple hit from Jeff Johns. I'm definitely on that JSA book. I, I can be about everything else.
1: Yeah, definitely on JSA. Um, I'm on the fence about the other two. Maybe, maybe not. Um, That'll be probably an in-store decision for me. But I am glad to see the JSA making a bit of a comeback. I was really thrilled to see them start Dark crisis. So they're they're a team that I feel like they don't show up very often these days. But when they do, it's always a big
0: problem. Yeah, it's always a bunch of fucking fun, man, for sure. Uh, all right, still over at DC, Wildstorm. Still trying to make Jim Lee's baby, you know, all grown up. Uh, but we're getting a triple hit of Wildstorm and a shit ton of variant covers just celebrating, you know, the 30th anniversary. So there's going to be a special uh, Matthew Rosenberg with art by Campbell and Hitch. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people on this 30th anniversary special. Rosenberg, Williamson, Choi, J. Scott Campbell, Brett Booth. Uh, that's going to be 8 bucks, 96 pages, prestige, one shot, with a shit ton of variant covers, just celebrating 25 years. You know, most likely an anthology, you know, sort of story, but whatever. It's 100 pages, so it's kind of a good deal. Um, and then, yeah, a bunch of variant covers. I got some favorites up here. You know, Apollo Midnighter, fucking beautiful. I don't even know who that fucker is, but it's gorgeous... Uh, and these are, like, these 30th anniversary, like, going back to the 90s sort of covers. Hey, I mean, any
1: opportunity to spoof Superman's mullet is an yeah. opportunity and that's
0: def- Yeah, that's definitely what they're doing there. And then we got an awesome Jen Bartell throwback 90s Wonder Woman cover. Just gorgeous. And then, yeah, more of this Wildstorm shit. Wildcats is coming back from Rosenberg and Segovia. I was never a fan of Wildcats either. Um, Waller versus Wildstorm is a DC Black label, which is, I mean, honestly, basically Suicide Squad versus Wildstorm, which is... Yeah, crazy. I
1: mean, it's hard to associate anything with Waller in it other than being, like, a Suicide Squad book, but... Yeah, man. That being said, it's not necessarily a bad thing.
0: No, I'm not saying any of these are bad. In general, I don't like the Wildstorm shit. I don't like the Wildcat. I don't like any of that stuff. Yeah, I, I feel completely neutral
1: for the Wildstorm stuff. It's I just, you know, some... it's just... I, it, yeah. it exists, you know.
0: Yeah, Tom chiming in about Grifter. Thanks for stopping by Tom. Yes, I do kind of appreciate Grifter. He's become almost too much Deadpool recently. Like Grifter,
1: they have integrated into like the Gotham City scene pretty yeah. well,
0: and it was fun. But he has become almost, you know, too much Deadpool for me. But uh, and then Grifter's getting like a holiday special. Uh, that's fucking stupid. That's that like is very Deadpool.
1: I gotta say.
0: Yeah, that's $10.80 pages Prestige one shot. Um, all these come out in November. Uh it's going to be a whole bunch of people writing this. It's basically they, they do this every Christmas. DC puts out a, a holiday book. So this is going to be their holiday book this year. They're tying into the big 30th anniversary of the fucking Wildstorm. I was never I mean,
1: it's probably a smart approach. I mean, there's a lot of people who might be picking up the holiday book who this is their introduction to Wildstorm stuff, so yeah.
0: And I'm good with that. And if people are into that, good for them. Awesome. Uh, I'll probably end up reading some of it. Uh, that, like you said, the Waller versus Wildstorm—that might actually be fun. Uh, you know, it's just a black label book. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, finally, over at Marv- or pardon me—over at DC, the the previews for Batman Robin number one came out, and the last page of the preview. Uh, this is a book by Mark Wade and Mahmoud Azrar. Jordi Belair is doing colors on it. So you knew it was going to be special. You knew it was going to be a big deal. And the preview shows why Alfred is coming back. We don't know why. We don't know how. We don't know if that's actually Alfred or if it's some sort of monster or a robot. Or L. Well, the way they're having, like,
1: Alfred be the one who's surprised to see Bruce, is this, like, Bruce in some sort of, like, alternate timeline or alternate dimension or something?
0: Or maybe he's dreaming. I don't fucking know. We you know,
1: know that they're inevitably going to bring Alfred back, but... Yes. Is this, like, the real bringing Alfred back? I don't know.
0: That would definitely be the thing that would get Batman versus Robin, though. You know? That would definitely be something that would split them down the middle... Oh yeah,
1: that could be like the source of that conflict, right? Like, what if like Damien is like, "Yes, I got Alfred back," and then Bruce is like, "No, it's not the real Alfred," and they like it's fight a over. Face, on
0: face it. dressed up as Alfred or yeah.
1: something. Maybe not something like that, but you know something.
0: Yeah. It might be that. Uh, all right, moving what on. To we the just main- called it? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, moving on to the smaller press. Uh, Once upon a time at the end of the world, New Boom Studios book uh, by Jason Aaron. A little bit interesting here. Um, Messiel and Mezzi have never met anyone like each other, and they'll need all the help they can get to survive a planet ravaged by environmental catastrophe. It's an epic trilogy. Each issue overflowing with 30 story pages spans a lifetime as the dark mysteries of a ruined world and their own stark differences tear at the threads holding these two together. Uh, The fun part about this is, yeah, Jason Aaron's writing it. But there's three different artists for each issue Alexander Tefenki, Leila De Luca, Del Duca, and Nick Dragado all getting in on the fun here. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting to me. Uh, Jason Aaron is moving into more creative owned stuff, moving away from image, going over and doing a boom book. Uh, I like that. I like, you know, he can go, he can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah he can
1: just name his project at this point but
0: yeah so good for him to give boom some love and boom to give him the love and to i mean
1: this could be a lot of fun i usually don't pick up these types of things in single issues but i'll definitely be trade watching for something like this if i hear well, it's it'll good. be
0: quick too you know it's yeah. only a three issue 30 picks, well, so yeah you're right i
1: mean the trade could be out by summer who knows
0: yeah that hundred page trade will be out really quick so yeah we're definitely going to be looking out for that one another one we got our eyes on the ones by bendis and jacob edgar Uh, Yeah, the Brian Michael Bendis is doing a brand new book on Jinx World, which is now over at Dark Horse, uh, with basically a newcomer, um, Jacob Edgar. The Ones is a story about every hero who was ever told that they were the one of their particular story, a singular warrior destined to save everything from destruction. But it turns out the multiverse only has one true version of the one and these various would be saviors are forced to band together to stop him that is an interesting premise it 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 is ben dude that's bendis You know, it feels like Bendis really getting back into some sort of groove here where he's thinking outside of a a normal box and and gonna be doing stuff together. I'm just worried about falling into the same trap
1: I always fall into with Bendis where like that's a fun premise and like maybe for an issue two it's fun, but then like it does not take long for his dialogue ticks to just get on my nerves.
0: No, for sure. He has a big problem with writing dialogue. He always has. It used to be fun.
1: Well, just he hasn't changed it up. I mean, we were overexposed yeah. to it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like he was writing every fucking book at Marvel for like ten years, and it's just, true, dude, he, it's true. he he's an old dog who doesn't necessarily have any new tricks when it comes to writing character interaction. You know, it's just yeah. we're so we're we are overexposed, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to this though. I'm always looking forward to a Bendis book, if only for me to shit on it. You know what I mean. You do so, love to shit on Bendis. I do love to shit on Bendis, but when he's good, he's some of my the best shit I've ever. Read. Oh yeah,
1: good Bendis is still like. Oh man, it's he's like he is. He's on the short list for like best runs ever for a lot of really good properties like Daredevil and Avengers and. You oh, know.
0: Avengers for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's top five Avengers creator easily for me, man. Easily. Yeah, for me to poop on uh anyway going back that's about it from the comics man there were so many books there's a new star trek book coming there's new my little pony there's so many things that i didn't touch on on this show but we will talk about all that you know throughout the course of the of the next few months when those books come out but we're ending the news with she-hulk she-hulk attorney at law Episode One: a normal amount of rage uh yeah we got her origin which was different from the comics who cares? Yeah, we got I mean, it.
1: only marginally, right? It was still a yeah. blood transfusion. And honestly, I think that this makes more sense. Because, like, yeah. that always was so stupid in the comics. Like, oh, no, we need to have blood transfusion. Who should we get? This yeah. guy with radioactive blood? Okay, he's the only man. Well, I, think I get was- that in the comics, like, they did a whole thing. they like, oh, well, it can only be you. But, like, that always struck me as, like,
0: what the fuck did you think was going to happen? You know? Well, Hulk's out in this in the mcu you know everybody knows that banner is hulk so it's like no we can't do a transfusion that's not the way it would work you know yeah because they know who he is they know he's got shit going on
1: yeah yeah we should definitely like um start singing the praises here because this was really really fun yeah. like we got our like training montage out of the way we got our fourth wall breaks we established her character. We had a lot of fun interaction with Bruce. This is probably, like, the biggest screen time that, like, uh, Bruce Banner has gotten in a pretty long time here.
0: Oh, since his own movie. If he even didn't even have one, Ruffalo didn't even have one. Ruffalo did not, no. Uh, but I really like this. It was promised, right? It was promoted like Ally McBeal in the MCU, and that's exactly what we were given. Okay, you might not like Ally McBeal, and that's fine. You don't have to like Ally McBeal. And just because you're a fan of the MCU, even if it's most of the MCU, that does not mean that you have to be a fan of everything. And it just, it's really pissed me off. The MCU is becoming like Star Wars, dude. It's becoming really toxic. I wasn't bad as all the hate was getting online before it came out. I thought it was pretty good, actually. It um, looked a lot better
1: here than it did in that trailer, for sure. Yeah, it looked uh, a
0: lot better in the show than it did in the trailer. But again, I'm not expecting... End game level CGI. I'm not expecting them no, this kind of money on on just a TV show.
1: Honestly, the amount if they, they do spend on Age these TV the shows, yeah, the amount they spend on these TV shows is honestly yeah. more than we should already expect. You know,
0: exactly, dude. But yeah, and like all the writes about this are. Yeah, really back
1: to the TV point problem. you were making though. Like all these shitty little gatekeepers. Like yeah. you're right. It is starting to get into like the Star Wars kind of scene where like. They're just being such obnoxious pieces of shit about this. Yeah. Like, I saw a guy, like, making a comment on, like, the uh, Aragikiri page who was just, like, you know, like, a yeah. blood transfusion? That's stupid. And, you know, it's just, like...
0: It's like, why? Why why does it matter? That's not really a key to her character, her getting that blood transfusion. It's the source of her power. And, and she can running. control
1: herself right away. she always has always been always. able to... She has never been the, like, Jekyll and Hyde thing that Bruce Banner is.
0: Recently in the Aaron run, she was a little that was a That was a
1: very different thing that they were doing. That was exactly. breaking from, like, decades of what they had been doing. Yeah, so, exactly. you know, if that's the thing that's getting you mad, you're, you're, you're not even being a good gatekeeper because you're fucking complaining about shit being... How it already fucking is before, in the, the comics.
0: Wall break. She was doing that way before Deadpool was doing that. Yeah,
1: she revolutionized that shit. And like,
0: yeah. well, it's let's. weird to me. People griping about breaking
1: shit. away from those assholes. I just want to. Like, yeah. This is a good show. This is just damn fun. And She-Hulk, like one of the strengths of the character, is that she is one of the few superheroes who is arguably as or more interesting in her civilian life than she is as a superhero.
0: Yeah. You know? Because yeah. The superhero lawyer angle is such a fun angle. The Charles Soule, Javier Polito run of She Hulk. Really yeah, that was great. Really that was
1: the last, like, really great uh, She Hulk run, I thought.
0: Yeah. Well, and Slots, epic run for sure. Slots was good too. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, my favorite comic, my favorite Marvel comic is Secret Wars 2015. Super action packed, huge payoff, great event, just an awesome eight, seven, eight eight issue story, right? But that doesn't mean. That I won't read or enjoy other Marvel comics after that for not and, and they're not that epic. They're not that full of action. It's just weird to me that okay, endgame happened now. Everything still has to live up to the hype that the end dude, no, that's unrealistic. You are no. leaving, you are setting yourself up to die on a hill that's it's lonely. It's gonna be lonely. Yeah, I mean I really you don't love, have to like, love everything. But come on.
1: Come I think on. all these I think all these Disney Plus shows have been doing a really good job, like, finding their own hook, right? Yes. Like, Miss Marvel was, like, a show about a young girl, like, going up to fit, and it was, like, a coming-of-age story. And they did a really good job with that. This is a lawyer show. They told us in the first few seconds of the show that it was a lawyer show.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, and I really like the approach they took. Again, it's Ally McBeal with superheroes, and I think that's a really unique way of, of telling stories. and. Comics used to not be at this point, right? It used to be back in the day, comics only told one kind of story, your action story, right? And then what happened? Stan Lee came in, was given the reins, Fantastic Four. Story about action-y superheroes, but more really about family. Spider-Man, yeah, a guy swinging around doing superhero shit, but really it was about a nerdy kid who felt like he did not belong. Yeah, I mean – Where he was. That's a
1: good point to bring out. that, like, really since the Silver Age, the melodrama is, at least in part, what we're here for. You know, superheroes are so much more interesting when they have these hurdles they have to get over in their personal life.
0: Exactly. And, and, And the comics grew from that idea, you know, those early ideas, and have become just this diverse landscape of different ways to tell stories and to tell different kinds of stories. And now that the MCU has finally reached this point, they're able to do that. And people are bitching about it. Because, oh, that show isn't for me. Well, then don't fucking well, it, dude.
1: I mean, people bitch it's about crazy. anything. But yeah. if, if you're looking for, you know, exactly, Andy. our you're take, right. I you're guess. Yeah. Hell yeah, Andy. But yeah, I thought it was damn good. I wholeheartedly I like recommend it.
0: it. Yeah, I had a really good time with it. I'm ex- I actually, the one thing that really pissed me off, that it was only like a 40-minute episode. I wanted a lot more.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, well, I want to see next week because they kind of left us like, what the hell is Titania doing there? What was that all about? I'm sure they'll pick up with that, like, immediately next week. So, you know, I want to wait to see that before I judge the the splitting up of the narrative too much, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, and I'm okay with that. I just wish I would have had more story. It feels like. (laughs) And, hey, yeah, that's your
1: biggest complaint is that, like, you wish there was more of it. That's a pretty, you know, good sign.
0: Yeah, they jam packed that that first episode. Um, oh, but we haven't even talked
1: about the thing that's the uh, source of all the memes.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I haven't. I wasn't gonna go there, but yeah, Captain America. We have confirmed that he did get laid by Star Lord's grandma. That's what I'm going with. That's that's canon now, y'all.
1: Is that a you thing, or has somebody else been like suggesting that?
0: Well, it's the same actress who played Star Lord's mom, so everyone is assuming that that was Star Lord's grandma, and that. I never knew that. We'll see what happens there. I, I doubt they ever talk about that again. But uh, yeah, I mean,
1: oh my God, Captain America is Star Lord's granddad.
0: Uh, it's that would be and, and maybe not though anymore because <laughs> no, 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 the they're definitely not doing work? that. But... How does that timeline work? Because then Steve. I don't fucking know. Anyway, yeah, don't don't time travel. You know, hurts my head. Anyway, I don't know. I'm all and see. I'm gonna seem like a really weird nerd. I found it almost kind of weird that everyone was talking about Steve Rogers' virginity in the way that they were. I get it is a funny joke. It was a fun joke, but it was Uh,
1: kind of weird that that was, like, the thing that people took away from this episode.
0: Yeah, dude. And even – yeah, everybody. Everybody was doing that, dude. And I was like, why does it matter? You know? I think it sucks for a lot of these mouth breathers that they can't relate to Captain America anymore, but – Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, I don't know. I think the, my biggest takeaway from the show, the thing that surprised me more than anything, was the emotional reaction I had to learning more about Banner and Stark's relationship. That they were kind of like science bros. You know, there's that's the meme, the science bros meme. And they had yeah. it like that in the Avengers movies. But this really added a layer to that that I was not prepared to to see. In this show at all, and I really loved it.
1: Yeah, that they handled it really well. Credit to Mark to uh, Mark Ruffalo for acting it really well. Because like whenever like you saw like their initials on the bar, like they were talking about it together, like he has that moment of pause where like, or when he's talking about Natasha, and you know, like he's taking a moment to remember his lost friends. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I really like that. I wasn't expecting that real emotional, you know, sort of thing there. But again, uh, it's okay to not like this show. But don't bitch about it out of turn. You know, don't ruin everybody else's fun. Nobody's let people like things, by. even if you don't. Yeah. You know, just
1: yeah. let people like things.
0: And I'm not the kind of person who's gonna say, "Oh, you're, you know, an ist," if you don't like this show, or if you do like this show. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck what your political stances are or anything like that. But honestly, like, if you for give whatever like whatever fucking reason, if you don't dig it. Then it just isn't for you. Yeah, I mean, like, if
1: you have like least, specific reasons for why yeah. you don't like the show, and those reasons suck, yeah, I'll argue with them about it. But like, <laughs>
0: yeah, if you I liked say, it a lot.
1: Definitely recommend it.
0: Yeah, you can just say, man, you know what, I get it, but it's just not for me. Yeah, just leave it at that, and that's okay. That's well, everyone's right, okay. like,
1: everyone's out here for attention and validation, man. Yeah. It's not enough for them to just walk away from it yeah, and just man. move on with their lives. They gotta yeah. make a fucking production out of it i
0: read i read half a dozen comics every month that aren't for me but i can still appreciate them for what they are yeah you know and even if i didn't like this show i would still appreciate it for what it was because it said it was going to be alec in and the mcu and that's exactly what it was alec mcbill yeah MCU.
1: this is ex- getting us
0: exactly what was advertised you know exactly exactly uh all right we got a double dose of gross mm, yummy uh the first one annie annes has and it's kind of Weird because they they're intertwined. Um, Annie Ann's has a new beer made out of pretzels. It's an Oktoberfest hmm. Lager dubbed "Is Butter a Carb?" Um, the new beer is brewed not only with imported German hops and malts, but also with fresh baked soft pretzels. Uh, you can oh, get that. Are there like
1: chunks of pretzel floating in the beer? Or no, they
0: better not be.
1: That'd be bad. Yeah.
0: That's but,
1: Okay, so. I, I'm still not a big fan of this, but I will say, beer and pretzel do famously go together. So yeah. this is not the worst combination I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tom chiming in about uh, uh, She-Hulk. What's funny is they will continue to watch the show regardless of them shitting on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, people love to hate watch, you know? Yeah, they'll hate watch the fuck out of it. Give Disney every fucking penny of their subscription.
1: and then That'll uh, show them.
0: Yeah, that'll show them. And then at, like, episode three, just so they don't sound like total douchebags, they'll say, oh, well, I did like this part of whatever. And then, it, it, you know, whatever. Uh, Tom also, oh, no, Andy, pretzel beer is actually kind of good. Okay, Andy, awesome. We have firsthand knowledge. Uh, Andy ha- enjoys pretzel beer. You can get this uh, in Philly, August 18th at uh, the Oktoberfest party in in Philadelphia. Annie Ann's food truck. I don't know. They're selling it at Evil Genius. I don't know. Google that shit if you want it. The next. Yeah, I mean, one,
1: by the standards of the stuff you share with us, this isn't that bad.
0: It's still pretty bad, and I say that one only to say this one: Miller High Life introduces ice cream that tastes like a dive bar. Uh, they've partnered with Tipsy Scoop, which makes alcohol-infused ice cream. Uh, the product combines beer, peanut swirl, tobacco smoke flavor. Oh, Carmel, God, why? No. Caramel and dark chocolate. Um. So, yeah.
1: Uh, you were off to a bad start when you said it's going to cool. taste like a dive bar. That's what they're going dive to Dive bars are all well and good, but I don't want to, like, lick the banister Imagine or anything. Like, you
0: know? Yeah, right. Imagine, like, Waffle House ice cream. Oh, it says, like, waffles and, you know meth at three in the morning, you know. <laughs> uh so a six pack will cost you uh thirty six dollars. Good God, I have to pay
1: extra for this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh and that's on sale now at tips tipsyscoop.com or you can go to Gold Belly and in New York they have uh barler locations that you can go and drink that shit or eat that shit I guess. Um it does have five percent alcohol. Uh, ice cream sounds like a bad idea because of the smoke taste. Yeah, it does. Uh, beer I mean, ice cream in and of itself sounds fucking disgusting.
1: Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to try that on its own, but it definitely went like all the way off the deep end here when it it's infusing like tobacco smoke flavor. That's just that doesn't sound good in any context.
0: Yeah, so there you go. There's your Miller High Life popsicles. That's the a bad a- one. the Auntie Anne's uh, the uh, the pretzel beer
1: was definitely the better of the two. This week. Oh,
0: yeah. But that Miller High Life smoky ice cream, yeah, that's one of the worst ones that we've had, dude. We mm. had ketchup popsicles on here too. Yeah, you got to be wasted to enjoy that. Yeah, and then you spend thirty six. You got to be wasted to spend thirty six dollars on like six of them.
1: Yeah, being wasted is an integral part of every step of this process.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, let's do top three. No moment this. No transformer stuff. Maybe next week. Uh, Man, yeah, there were so many books that I could mention. Uh, Nightwing, Shirt- Shirtless Bear Fighter 2, uh, Dark Spaces Wildfire, Death to the Mutants was okay. Uh, Daredevil was good. Hulk was okay. Uh, X Men was good. I mean, these are just a lot of good books. But I'm going to go number three again Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, number one. Jody Hauser, Ibrahim uh, Robertson. Dude, this is basically just a team up book. all right? This is yeah. a superhero team up with Kamala Khan and it's fucking wonderful. The art in this was fantastic. Um, just I mean, look, Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Art. Um I had a fucking great time with this. Just it kind is of kind of,
1: fun. It is kind of fun like reading like Kamala like trying to sound cool in front of Moon Knight, you know. Like, yeah.
0: Heard you like
1: fist. Oh no, why did I say that? You know, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, but everybody was still in character. Everybody's teaming up. It was really fun. Uh, just a fun, shitty, dumb, stupid adventure book. Superhero team up is awesome. Uh, Marvel team up's awesome, and that's what this is. Just with Kamala Khan. And yeah. A
1: great time. Um, yeah. They're they're running a lot of these team up books now. They're doing that one. I mentioned this last week, but they're. Uh, yeah. uh, do you mean uh, Death of the Mutants? Or... Yeah, you
0: talking about Death to the Mutants?
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that was yeah. one pretty good. That's definitely an honorable. I guess it's my turn, right?
0: Yeah, go ahead. you want to talk about uh, uh, Death and the Mutants?
1: That was an honorable sorry. mention for me. Um, yeah, Death and the Mutants was an honorable mention. Um, this was actually, yeah, the uh, Eternals side of things. Uh, it was yeah. basically another issue of Kieran Gillen's Eternals run, for all intents and purposes. But, um, for sure, for sure. Uh, de- also honorable mention for your Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. It is a lot of fun. I, I like Kamala as a character. It's cool to see her yeah. interact with all these people. Uh, the Flash oh, was... Oh, go I'll ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was going to talk about Death of the Mutants a little bit, but yeah, Flash was uh, was okay for what it was. But this is an event, Axe feels, at least early on in the event, where all of this shit is happening in, in the tie-ins. Nothing is happening in the main
1: books. This did seem like pretty integral stuff. It um, seemed
0: like you needed to read this. X-Men this week seemed like you really needed to read it. It looks
1: like, this. yeah, Icarus and Gilgamesh are going to try to spin this whole Celestial Judgment Day thing into... Yeah, man, that cat showed you. <laughs> oh, he
0: hates me. He hates my guts.
1: Well, he and I have that in common. But, um, <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. At the end of the book, um, you get Icarus and Gilgamesh are basically. It seems like they're going to spin the whole celestial judgment thing into um, this is our chance to fuck over the Eternals, you know? Because yeah. uh, fuck them, right? Uh,
0: it's wild. It's really political in a way, and not like yeah. political, like real world politics. There's like. Fictional politicking going on, like on the ground politicking, um, and it could be boring. It is kind of boring. I'll admit it. It is kind of boring, but I'm still into it, dude. I, I this event has been fun so far. I mean, the X. Ex- I mean, Kieran
1: Gillen doing politics is one of our favorite X books right now. So yeah, he definitely has like a talent for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the honorable mention for um, the Flash. It's it's a. Uh, it is good. Yeah, it was just it was a. It was a fun concept where, like, they're going to, like, do all these, like, multiverse stories where, like, they have, like, a Mad Max universe and yeah. a uh, Silver Age universe and a universe where Barry's Batman. Yeah.
0: But... <laughs> it's wild, dude. Yeah. It's, so, just, it's just big, dumb fun. Yeah, and it's a lot uh, of fun.
1: Um, I guess I'll do a last honorable mention for Avengers 1 million BC. Uh, oh, I was I a little did. underwhelmed by this. Um, I, I just... The biggest thing for me is that, like, all this build up about like is Phoenix Thor's mom, and like, you find oh, out that there. it's it's, it's basically it's a nothing, Burger. I mean, she was like, she was his midwife, and she like infused him with some Phoenix power, which is nothing. I mean, that is a big deal, but like, for her to go around acting like I'm your mom too? No, you're not. What the fuck oh, are you man. talking about?
0: So bad. I wonder if Aaron took heat.
1: I wonder if he took. If he like swerved, yeah, yeah, aw- if he swerved away from what he was originally going to do. Really I don't know. Feels that way, dude. For now, it I'm going to take this at face value, and it is. I mean, it was a fun book in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, watching oh, like Tony uh,
0: Odin is my favorite. Tony Odin movies.
1: getting dunked on, and like <laughs> Kev Walker's art was really good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but for all the build up about like Thor's connection to the Phoenix Force, that it felt a little underwhelming. Long. Yeah. yeah, I was
0: like, "Wait, what?" She, she, it she amounted to her, basically her.
1: nothing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, own the all whore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good one. He is. He is. He is he's whore. he's a big old manslet. But um.
0: I liked how Guy at the end was like, "Oh, well, you know us gods, We always fucking, you know." At one point, she's like, "Oh yeah, we fuck all the time." And I was like, yep. "Oh, jeez."
1: All right. But my and actual number two this book. week is going to be uh, X Men number thirteen. It is a Judgment Day tie-in. <laughs> Um, this is actually our first foray with the new team. They're jumping in uh, feet first into an event here, and I thought it was pretty cool. I enjoyed watching the different character dynamics. I like seeing what they kind of bring to the team in a big crisis situation. Apparently Forge is, like, the MVP because he is, like, kicking a lot of ass with his little gadgets he pulls out. He
0: made one big gun with one bullet, and it's like... Well, oh, then he
1: also, like, was the one who figured out how to, like, stop the thing. Hey, at the tr- freeze
0: it. let's try freezing it. Yeah. I don't know. It was good though. Uh, I love that end. You know, big ending there was fun. But uh, again, I'm not really that that you know on with that whole axe event yet. I think I still need another issue of the main book. Even
1: on different pages on this one, because I am enjoying Axe more than Dark Crisis, but you are enjoying Dark Crisis a lot more than Axe. So, you know, agree to disagree on that.
0: I'm loving Dark Crisis. Yeah, that's my number Uh, three. Awesome, good choice. My number two is. Do a power bomb, number three. Daniel hell Johnson yeah. doing the art and the uh, writing on this. Uh, it's just fantastic. The
1: Man, even the cover amazing. there looks fun as hell. Jeez. Dude,
0: it is. They fight. Those orangutan brothers fight, dude. Uh, Man,
1: I am so really so looking fun. forward to this, uh, this trade coming out. I'm yeah. definitely going to have to pick this up. And
0: look at this art. It's just so big and over the top. And here, I'll just show you because, look, this is so busy, everything going on. But then he switches, and look at that moonsault. Just beautiful, man. Just epic in scope. Look at the ref with his hands over his face. Just awesome stuff, dude. Yeah, I'm having a really good time with this. It's supernatural wrestling is basically what it is. Hell
1: fucking yeah. I mean, this is the best kind of wrestling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Tom, this book is for real. Danny Warren Johnson is just fucking amazing. i wish i had
1: it's this is amazing. i don't usually get the issues from the indies but i wish i had jumped on on this early i kind of i feel impatient now waiting for the trade yeah. to come. Uh,
0: i think it's a seven issue miniseries too so you got a while to wait yeah yeah do a powerbomb number three definitely one of the best books of the week for sure uh number two t
1: my number two is nightwing number uh
0: 95 awesome choice a lot of so, shit yeah. happened in this.
1: Yeah, it seems like we're really coming to a head with everything that Tom Taylor's been doing with this run. Yeah. Um, they,
0: uh, an asshole, God, he just proves himself. Oh yeah, like he. More and more.
1: He's done a really good job, like selling just exactly how much of a monster this guy is. Yeah. Like both physically point, and especially like you yeah. know in terms of what he's willing to do.
0: Yeah. Near the end of the book, he, he Dick confronts him, and he's got two kids, one in each hand, saying, "I'll do it." he's just gonna pop them pop yeah, the, the, and the
1: narration them. really set uh, sold it there because like dick tells us he is going to absolutely do it yeah, and there's actually, no room for yeah. me to banter there is no room for me to try a trick he will not hesitate yeah
0: nice andy uh I, again i also like relationships in this book not yeah that's people.
1: the other big thing like yeah. all of bruno redondo's like brilliant artwork is on display here but Okay, so, yeah, the big two selling points to me for this book are both the really amazing acrobatics being drawn, but also seeing Dick Grayson and his, like, network of friends and family has been so endearing, you know, and that is on full display here as well. I mean, he's called in all of the reserves, right, like Batman and the Bat family show up, the Teen Titans show up. Wally solos one of the missions himself yeah, because Wally's just
0: fucking like insane. Yeah,
1: yeah was that Harper Rowe? Was she the one or the ones yeah. with Batman? Okay, good, yeah. good. She doesn't get a lot of love, and I am glad to see her no. Show up
0: in this book. Yeah, well, that's Tom Taylor, dude. He's she's kind
1: of the forgotten. So, she's true. the forgotten member of the Bat family, but yeah, that was. I really enjoyed that from Scott Snyder's run. I am kind of upset that they don't use her more, but.
0: I'm very anxious for the next issue of this, though, because yeah. again, one thing I will say, the way, little that, little like, the way
1: that, like, the way that Blockbuster did, like, little ground pound thing, I do not. Un- Spoiler alert: I do not understand how that would knock his mask off. Yeah, I, I don't. But
0: know.
1: it did, and so yet, yeah. but that, yeah, you're right. That does create a. That may not make sense, but it is probably worth it because it creates a great stinger. Yes. Um, yeah. We things are really going to hit the fan. In and the next I mean, little arc here
0: Taylor's been leading up to that Because Dick Grayson put himself out there Not as Nightwing But as the new billionaire Dick Grayson So yeah Now it's I don't know Is it in Blockbuster's court I mean what's actually going to happen If he lets the cat out of the bag Is that going to be Tom Taylor's new status quo Moving well, forward Well I mean Grayson is out
1: It seems as like as they kind of Nightwing? like They've done like a big coup de grace To uh, Blockbuster here And that is not undone because, yeah. like, they really fucked him over, and they have him, like, they have his hand in the cookie jar in, like, four different ways, and they've actually yeah, got dude. cops, like, Maggie Sawyer's in town now, and so they have someone who's actually going to do something about it. So Yeah, dude. So it definitely seems like we're moving into end game stuff, and this is, like, oh, really, sure. this is definitely a really cool ring tool to add in. Although we still have to do all this stuff with, like, uh, Heart, is it Heartbreaker?
0: Heart something.
1: The serial killer is still super bad. harsh. Like, we're, we still got to see how that all pans out. It can't
0: be heartbreaker.
1: It's heart something. Yeah.
0: It is heart Whatever. something. And he's okay. That's a cool He's guy. a cool character.
1: I feel bad for not remembering his name right now, but. Right,
0: right.
1: Oh, well.
0: Uh, yeah, excellent choice. I, had a, uh, I always had fun with Nightwing. Even when it's bad, it's still, you know, fantastic. But... It has a
1: very high floor, Nightwing. Yeah. Like, the worst issues in this run are still really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, My number one Dark Horse this week. It's actually IDW, not Dark Horse. I mean, it was like a Dark Horse, but. Mirror War, number eight, the finale of the big Star Trek event by the Tiptons, Uh, Gavin Smith doing art. I loved everything about this series. Uh, This is the end for now. Uh, They did kind of leave it open. But, man, just awesome, big, huge panels, you know, cool little Trek moments. Um, This is everything you want in a a Star Trek event. And I'm a huge fan of the franchise. And we're never going to get this again. We're never going to get the next generation Mirror Universe stuff. Uh, On the screen. This is the only place you're going to get it. And I'm so happy that we are. You know what I mean? That's one of the cool things about comics. Stuff like this, yeah, is like the best reason
1: to, like... If you This is like the best way to use the comics, is to get to explore things that we're never going to see otherwise, you know?
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, that's why we still have Firefly going on. You know, that's why we still have Buffy and Angel going on. Uh, The stories don't stop if you're a fan of the comics. And, yeah. So... I know it's a little weird, but again, it was a weird week. There were so many good comics, but nothing really blew me out of the water. So I did want to put a focus on you know some some of my favorite stuff that's been going on at least this year. Hey, it all looked good to me, man. Yeah, Mirror War was fucking incredibly good. So yeah, Uh, that was my number one. T.
1: My number one is uh, Daredevil number two, which they're also advertising as Daredevil number six hundred
0: and fifty. Yeah. It was fun. (laughs)
1: So I'm a bit of a late comer to Chip Sadarsky's run, but I am enjoying the hell out of it. So it's still fresh to me. Um, I really like the way that they. This is a good way to do an anniversary issue because the bad guy here is someone who has been like interfering in Matt's life to bring tragedy into his life, so that he can like bounce back. Yeah, to bounce back stronger and better, and like you know, be forged in the fire. I think is the quote he used. To me, this almost seems like a big meta commentary on Daredevil's whole career. Like Goldie, the villain here, he might as well be the writing staff for all of Daredevil's comics. Uh,
0: And I think it's kind of fun that Chip Zdarsky is sort of doing that. He's putting a character... It's like almost putting a face on such an integral aspect of Matt's character. Daredevil is all about guilt. You know, all of these things have happened in a certain way, and I reacted to them in a certain way. And it's that Catholic guilt, you know. That yeah, and it
1: also, that's another thing that really makes this issue work really well is because yeah. it really does kind of get to the core of who Matt Murdock is as a person, right? right. He is a person who has low, low lows, you know, who and has hit rock bottom so many really times.
0: That high.
1: Not really that high, but he is such – he's ultimately such a resilient person. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean even in this issue, he is talking about, oh, the love of my life on the train. Now let me go marry Electra. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God, that's your high. That's the high point of the book. And that's depressing as fuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, great it speaks speak to Kennedy.
1: like Daredevil, right? You know, that he yeah. he never lets it completely break him, even when it probably should. Yeah. You know, but like uh, it's it's not it's kind of like when Grant Morrison, like it put himself into the animal book, but it doesn't jump the shark the way that that would if they had tried yeah. to ask, you know, right.
0: Uh, as far as second issues go, this is a great second issue for a run. Um, it kind of hurt it a little bit that it was a milestone issue, and Chip really couldn't really push the story forward. He sort of had to lean into who Daredevil is as a character and the history because uh, he had to make it you know open-ended for anybody who wanted to pick it up. The fun well, add-on stuff was great. There was yeah. little, like a, a little little kid hero Daredevil or whatever, little comic strip in there. It was great. And Ascenti wrote yeah. a, uh, a little, like, four-page book.
1: But I do think story. it speaks to the talent of Chip Zdarsky as a writer, that he probably was given, like, an assignment with exactly. his book. Right? It's going to exactly. be, like, a celebration of, like, Daredevil. It's a milestone issue. That being said, the way that he was able to integrate into the story he was telling and, you know, to get Daredevil to the point at the end of the issue where, yeah, it is time to go, like, join the fist. He did a remarkably good job. This is about as well as you could possibly hope to do. You know, making it a milestone issue while also keeping it within your own story. And, you know, hats off to Chip.
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree with you completely. But I am so ready for this to move on. To the Electra and Daredevil shit. The two Daredevils doing their thing, eventually going up with Punisher. They've teased that a number of times. And... Again, I get it. It's a 650 filler. Yeah, number. well, that, I will say that, Damn like, it. move it already. Move on. Fuck. I move think it.
1: this milestone issue made me want to dig up some of my old Daredevil comics nice. and give them another read again. And I think that is high praise for one of these, yes. like, walks down memory lane, you know.
0: Yep. For sure. For sure. Uh, man, I didn't mention Hulk, really. It was the end of that Hulk Thor thing. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, man. So many good books this week. Uh, it's good, A lot of good books next week too Thanks to everybody for listening We're going to do it again tomorrow when we do the preview show uh, Tune in for that We're going to talk about all the new books coming out this week uh, Check out our pals Leroy and Eli over at the Comic Book Bullies They are going to be recording on this Facebook channel Later on tonight streaming uh, Definitely check them out But go to OutRakeGeekery.com For links to everything that they've got Their YouTube channel Their Twitter, their stuff, their social media but all the Outright Geekery social media is up there, too. So, yeah, go up there. Check all that out. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, again, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We we love y'all. Uh, but most of all – oh, was this? Andy saying bye? Tomorrow, Andy. You know it. Night, Andy. Yep. It's, it's night, dude. Uh, but, yeah, most of all, uh, thanks to this Joker for hanging out with this Joker. I appreciate it. Good fun. We are going to do it again next time.
1: Same Geek Time, Same Geek Channel. Someday Adam's gonna come back. I, I saw him in the shop last week. He actually said he oh. should be able to come back in. Okay, oh, he's
0: gonna come back soon. I think
1: so. Yeah. Oh, very excited. This time. was a horrible lie. Who knew?